Welcome to another edition of The Best Business Mind, hosted by serial entrepreneur and author Mark Kramer. Tune into The Best Business Minds to listen to thought-provoking interviews with best-selling business book authors who are today's leading innovators, entrepreneurs, and industry experts from around the globe. Welcome to another edition of The Best Business Minds, where we interview business leaders and academics that write thought-provoking books. I'm Mark Kramer, a serial entrepreneur who consults with family businesses and entrepreneurs. Today's guest is Jill Lubin, co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and a three-time best-selling author. Jill, welcome. Thank you so much, Mark. Great to be here with you. Uh, and um, great to have you. And in fact, I was interviewed by Jay Levinson. I want to say it's like 15, 20 years ago about one of the books that I wrote. Uh, so it's great to have you on board. Could you please tell us about your background and why you became a publicist? Yeah, well, I'm actually, uh, a, I'll call it a publicity strategist. Um, and I used to own a PR agency. In fact, really, um, my whole background, I actually got started in the music business of all things. And, you know, you want to talk about learning perception. And the music business is all about perception. And uh, I've always worked with uh, business people, creative people, and um, and now have morphed my business. You know, once I once I got tapped on the shoulder to write guerrilla publicity, my first book, um, and that was with Jay Conrad Levinson, Mark, that you mentioned. Um, once I got to do that, uh, here I am now doing publicity boot camps, making things really easy for small business owners, because I believe that publicity should be accessible for all people, as opposed to paying high level PR fees, right? And so I've created really simple ways to get publicity done through boot camps. And on top of that, I run an intentional kindness circle. So those are the two things that I do now. What's an intentional kindness circle? Well, I wrote the book, The Prophet of Kindness. And, uh, you know, when I wrote that book, I have to say, God whispered to me, you got to do this kindness circle. I'm, and when COVID hit, I realized that that was the moment to do it. So on Zoom, I have, you know, I, gosh, we're, we're close to maybe 300 people in the community. We get together once a month. We hear amazing 10-minute speakers like uh, the head of the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation or the guy who did um, the Kindness Diaries. I have all kinds of amazing people. And then we actually break into networking circles and share kindness. It's really super fun. So you'll have to send me the information on that and I can get it out to uh, our listeners as well. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate that. So um, why did you uh, co-author this book and... It's a part of a larger successful series, which includes guerrilla marketing. That's how I knew Jed. So why did you uh, co-author this book? So um, when I was running my PR agency and I, I do a lot of speaking, I still do a lot of speaking all around the world um, on publicity. And, uh, you know, at that point, at that point, uh, Jay, Jay's agent, a literary agent, found me and said, would you like to write a book on publicity? And, and Jay, Jay wanted a book on publicity and he's a smart guy and knew that he should find the best minds to write books on different subjects. And frankly, my area of expertise is publicity. So I got to do the publicity book. And that for me really launched my career. I mean, honestly, you know, having a book is a beautiful thing. And then of course, being with somebody like Jay Conrad Levinson was tremendous honor to be able to do that, um, to, to be able to do that and up level my speaking and career. And, and uh, the truth is, I actually wrote the book, but he put his name on it because he's got the brand and the marketing, right? You got right. The, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah that's and it, how and it it's works. a good brand. And it's a good brand. And everybody knows this uh, brand. So uh, kudos to you for even getting involved and getting the opportunity to work with him. And he's a real good guy. Um, what is the gorilla approach? Ah, well, you know, it's it's kind of a funny word because, um, you know, really, really, Gorilla, how we use it is using time and imagination instead of a ton of money, you know, so that you can actually get things done without spending a fortune. Michael, I appreciate your nods and hellos and hi, Jason. Well, I did, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know no if you talk, hear, I don't uh, know no if you talking from the audience, please. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Never mind. 
Okay. But thank you. <laughs> and um, so thank you. So Mark, so part, part of what the, the big piece was, was to, to really be focused on, on um, you know, giving people real things to do simply. Excellent. Excellent. So um, what's the difference which you write about between public relations and publicity? Mm. So actually, it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, you can call it like tomato, tomato, right? So publicity is public relations. It's all the same. And uh, that's really what I want you all to do today is, is, and always, is get your word out there without spending a fortune, create visibility and, and create credibility so that uh, you know, so that the power of what you are getting out there gets seen and heard. And that's really a key, right? To be seen and heard. You know, the, the truth about publicity is it puts you in front of your competition and uh, it gets you into people's minds and creates that visibility factor that gets you known, seen and heard and paid. That's good, too. And that's all, always great. And it's hard work. People really underestimate how hard this work is that you and other professionals like you do. My daughter does this on a global basis in the healthcare space. So uh, it is hard. And um, I, and this book is a fabulous book because it really gives you good insights into what you have to do in a variety of different tactics that you could use. Do you advocate putting a plan together before obtaining publicity? You know, um, a couple things. One is, you know, I just want you all to do publicity. If you have to take baby steps and do that, just do it, right? It's like the, the reality on publicity is sometimes it will be a big blast out, woo, you know, and you'll have a very specific plan. And, you know, with a lot of my publicity clients, particularly higher end, yes, we create the whole year plan. We blueprint it, right? Like what are the holidays, for instance? That's one plan I'd like you to think about. What are the holidays that you can connect to that will be appropriate for what you're up to. Good stuff, right? That's a plan. That's a simple enough plan that all of you can start with. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, but really, in my opinion, you want to do everything you can and use everything you've got. Mark, I think that'd be a really fun thing to talk about using everything you've got, because this is a way that a lot of my clients have and my publicity boot camps have gotten into the media easily and simply without extensive plans. I call it use everything you've got. So that's that's a hot tip so, and a big topic. So explain what that means. So, okay. What that means is you use everything from your ethnicity, your religion, your age. I have a gentleman, he owns an insurance company. He's 64 when I met him. You know what we got him in? AARP's Modern Maturity, one of the biggest publication in the United States. Got him into that. Why? Because, well, he's over, he's, he's over 50 actually for AARP, right? And let me just tell you, that is what grew his business. That is what got people paying attention to his next project. And the pitch was third career, right? It was just an interesting pitch. Um, for, my, uh, for my Hispanic audience, I would say let's use Hispanic media, right? For one, one of the women I was working with, she is a business communications coach. And we were doing a great story about how to effectively communicate in business getting great publicity. And then Black History Month is in February. I said to her, you know, let's talk about you being uh, or how to be a strong Black woman communicating in today's times, right? And that's the story that got her five more very specific focused um, magazines and media newspapers because of using everything she's got. So what I want you to look at right now is how could you use Everything about you. My Christian clients go to Christian media, Jewish clients to Jewish media. You get you get the drill, right? I yeah. want you to use all parts, all parts of who you are. Being a woman for International Women's Day, yes, that's excellent too. Whatever. So look ahead and say, what can I be using? Everything you've got. Another great example 
if I may, this gentleman was in my uh, publicity boot camp, and I look across the screen. I do everything on Zoom, and I, I say, "May I ask you what ethnicity you are?" And he says, "I'm Pakistani." I said, "Great. I want you right now. Where do you live?" He said, "L.A." I said, "I want you right now to look up L.A. Pakistani newsletters." There were five of them, Mark. He actually got in three of them by, guess what? Just the fact that he's Pakistani. So you see where I'm talking about? You can use all parts of who you are, everything that you do, and that will increase your media. Let me tell you, by getting in that, that those three, excuse me, Pakistani newsletters, do you know what happened? He got, he added 20,000 people to his email list. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of reach I'm talking about because publicity gets you more reach, more credibility, more visibility, more clients, more prospects. And out of that kind of numbers, it's it's really publicity is an attraction factor. It brings people to you. It brings people to you. And so, Mark, this is where, and I got to tell you, you know, I like sound bites and I want you each to think about how you can do more sound bites. So, for example, publicity gives you the three M's, which is to magnetize you, to monetize you, and to multiply you, right? To monetize you, to magnetize you, and to multiply you. Three M's. So, how can you, as you're listening to this, I want you to be thinking about, wow, what's some cool and interesting things I can, um, shall we say, put out there that's a soundbite, that's edgy, that's focused, or that's even interesting, that has some alliteration and some ways to connect to you, right? That's what I'm saying. Excellent, excellent. And I agree with all that. And, and I'm 62, so I got to look at AARP um, for my uh, podcast and because I started it when I was 60. So yeah, I think that's uh, a, a, a good idea and one I had not yet pursued myself. Um, you write that publicity is a mindset, a constant and instinctive focus in life. What do you mean by that? Well, a um, couple things. You know, here's the thing. You all uh, you all are business owners, right? That means you're being in business, you're serving people, you're contributing. People need to know about you. This is not a put a foot on the gas and then leave. This is a an ongoing keep your foot. You don't have to like pedal to the metal all the time, right? But you need to be, here's the words to write down, consistent and persistent with your publicity focus. That means you keep your publicity antennas up. These are my publicity antennas, right? You keep your publicity antennas up so that people keep connected to you. And, um, and that you're also looking for opportunities to uh, get out there and stay visible. One of my clients, she is a, um, she's a firefighter. And, and actually, she's a leadership business coach now, she, formerly a firefighter. Now, when the earthquakes happened in Syria and Turkey, a very sad event, I called her up and I said, I know we're talking about leadership, but I want you to talk about first responding right now, which, by the way, we have her, you know, how do you put out fires in your business? How do you first respond in better ways? So we keep tying what she does into what she did into what she does now. So I want you always to be looking at using all parts of who you are, all parts of who you are. So a question from the audience, using all you are makes sense for B2C uh, businesses, but what about B2B businesses? What's your advice on that? Well, the reality is I'm just wanting you to have media, right? So if you're in the local business journal, let's say, or even another um, editor, let's say a business editor writes about you in any paper around the world, or you're featured in uh, your local ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox TV, et cetera, media, listen, you're going to reach your, your business customers. The point I'm talking about is finding that, um, finding that pin, you know, the point where you can put the pin down. And then I promise you, you will reach the people you want to reach. So one of the things you might look at, Michael, uh, wait, who has it? Jeff, you might look at Jeff, is that you want to look at who are your target customers? And then let's find the media that serves them. That's probably your best answer is let's find the media that serves your customers. That'll, that'll be key. 
So let me, uh, another question from the audience. Our ideal target market is early and growing software as a service company, SaaS companies. If I want to get publicity in my target market, where do I start? Where do I focus? And what's the high level strategy I should use to get publicity? Michael, we're probably going to have to come offline on that one. That's a big one. That's a big one. But I have I have to tell you, I've worked with software companies before. And here's the thing about it. Um, it's a big it's a big subject, especially very technical. Uh, so one of the things I'd always want to look at is really who's your target. I'm just reading your question again. The question, you know, really who's your target market? And so, you know, when I when you're asking where do I start, the question would be, okay, who absolutely is that? If it is, let's call it small business owners, we got to get after what small business owners are reading, watching, and listening to. You know, one thing I have to tell you, when I wrote Guerrilla Publicity, I interviewed Entrepreneur Magazine. And one of the things she said, the editor, she said, you know, what we care about is what our readers care about. Okay, so I want you to hear that because I think it's a good answer to one of your questions. And so here's, you know, a good lesson for all of you. And Michael, for you too, it's not necessarily, here's what I do, right? Software, service, right? A SaaS company. The question is, how does it serve your, how does it serve the readers, the viewers, the listeners of the media that you want to target? And that's the message we have to find. And, and so it's a little bit more of a drill down, right? I, I don't want to just off the cuff throw out something that, um, that may or may not work. But I will tell you that we first have to target who the exact audience really is. That's where you start. If it is small business owners, let's start at business editors across the nation, as well as small business journals. You know, you see where I'm going with that? Kind of a first look in, then we widen the net. In some of your cases, we've got to start with a wide net and narrow in. Michael, I, I, I have a feeling with you, we got to start narrow and then widen out. And I'll make the connection for you too, in, in case there could be, uh, that you could be helpful to him. Um, we have another question from the audience. We have a nauseam podcast about travel planning and are looking to bring on influencers for interviews. What's your recommendation for a good way to go about this? Ah, uh, Okay. So, um, so congratulations. That's super great. And a couple of things, Adelaide. Number one, you need to be getting publicity for you as, you know, starting your podcast, which is phenomenal, right? One of the things, so let me just start with that and then I'll go to part B of the question. One of the things I highly recommend that's a strategy I like to, um, shall we say, practice is uh, I want all of you to do what I call an announcement. Every 60 days, an announcement. What I mean by that, I mean in your local papers, where you live, uh, there is a section in your daily paper and in your local business journal. It's called people or people in the news or something like that, right? Well, guess who you are? People. <laughs> so Adelaide, um, you know, Adelaide started recently a, a podcast called blah, blah, blah. And then your quick short bio, short bio. I'm big on short bios for these things, okay? That goes into what's called the announcement section. It's actually a very specific section. And then I actually have a longer list for other places you can send it. But listen, start locally. It'll be a great place to start. And um, so that's number one. Number two is, and you want to keep your publicity focused on, on getting driving people to listen to your podcast, of course. The other piece is, uh, I would hope you know somewhat who are the influencers in travel. Okay, so frankly, here's the good news. Everybody wants more publicity. I mean, really, do you all want more publicity? Raise your hand. Raise your yeah, hand. Because I know you do, right? Of course you do. So guess what, Adelaide? You are providing a service, right, to the influencers who know the, <laughs> they're influencers because they know the power of publicity because they know the power of publicity. So with that, um, you're going to just basically say, hey, I'm inviting you onto my, onto my podcast. And the conditions of one of the podcasts, and you know what? This is, you know, frankly, all people who, uh, who have people on their podcast say, hey, would you please help promote it, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. So you're going to ask them to promote it, but Adelaide, you're gonna make it very easy for them to do that. You're gonna give them swipe copy, you're gonna give them easy things to post, 
And you will ask them to not only be on your show, but also would you please share it? So I think that's a great way to start. There's also a platform that allows people to find podcast guests. They match podcast guests with shows, and they also will match um, people who want to be on podcasts with shows that meet their criteria. So I'm forgetting what the name, but I had a guest on my show, and he uses it quite often. And I'm sure it's uh, super easy to find. And for Adelaide, you can always contact me, and I'll find it for you. It's called called Podmatch, Mark. Podmatch. match. That's Thank one you. of them. That's one of them. And Mark, we have others. If you need the support, we have, yeah. we have at least two others, but one of go, them is Podmatch. Go ahead and name them. I can't remember. There's a Facebook group. That's a very strong, um, uh, basically a matchmaking uh, piece. And there's one other one. I teach this in my boot camps and I apologize. It's not right off the top of my uh, notes here, but no. certainly we, we have the resources if you need them. Excellent. Another question from the audience. How do you do due diligence on publications and other sources? Uh, Well, first of all, uh, a media list is what I'll call it, you know, is your due diligence. Um, In other words, well, I don't know exactly what you're asking underneath that, but I have a feeling it may be related to what I might call paid advertising or paid publicity. And I will tell you that, honestly, there's um, there is. There is paid publicity, right? There just is. In other words, you can earn your way in, like what I'm teaching you to do. It's free. Or you can pay for really what looks like publicity. It's called advertorials. And by the way, in some cases, like I have one of my clients, we are doing that because it makes sense for them. They're an audiologist. It just makes sense for them, right? And by the way, by doing an advertorial, which means it looks like an article. It looks like it's, you know, generating. But meanwhile, it's in a family publication and they're doing an average of $4,000 a month in business from that one piece of publicity slash advertising. So when you say, and and I, maybe that was different than what you're asking, but I think it's important. I, to know. I, I think you also was asking when you're doing your due diligence, a combination of that and also um how do you go and make sure that's the right publication to write to it? And, and of course, the right writer, because I'm on both sides. I, I write a national column for American City Business Journals and I get pitched things. And a lot of times people are pitching you, the you know, I'm not the right person to pitch to. So how do you go about making sure that and I get this from my podcast. I every day I'm inundated with people writing to me about getting their boss on my show and I said, well, have they written a book? Because they tell me what a great show it is, but they've never written, even um, looked at the podcast. They just saw the best business minds. So when you're doing your due diligence, what do you what do you suggest for that to make sure that you're a good match for whatever publication writer you're contacting? Well, what I would call it is getting the right media list. OK, so um, the right media list means and Jason, you know, part of that is is who do you really, again, kind of like what we're talking about with Michael and, and who do you really need to reach, right? Like, do you need business shows like Mark's show? Do you need business? And, and generally we'll call it business in the area of business. Once you get that identified, now we can start narrowing down. I'm always big. I will tell you, I'm always big on a strategy called get local also, right? Get local also. Why does why do I say that? Because what I've seen again and again is that from your local media, you often jump to national because you know what, my friends? National, like, you know, Good Morning America and, and your bigger shows are watching the feeds from your local ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox TV, et cetera, Affiliate, affiliates, radio and TV. So I'm I'm really big on um, always start local, even even though you serve nationally and internationally. If you do, even if you're not a brick and mortar, it doesn't matter. What matters is to get some publicity because publicity is like, um, uh, well, if anyone lives in snow, you probably know what building a snowball is like. I actually live in California, but I'm from Michigan. And so what I know is that, you you know, when you're building a snowball, you have to keep packing it up and it creates momentum, right? The thing about a media campaign is you build momentum. So I would tell you, um, you know, honestly, it's not like most media is 
going to, there's not really scams. It's finding the right media list that serves your market. I think that's really what I want to just say about that. It's, it's the right medias that serve your market. So where do they buy, where do they buy a media list and what should they expect to pay for a media list? Okay. Can I put it in the chat? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I got a great resource. And by the way, the things I sent you, if you could post that in the chat, that's great too. But yeah, it, I think they all went into the chat. Oh, oh actually just to you. Okay. Um, I'll make sure I copy and paste that in for everybody else. You're awesome. Thank you. Okay. This is my resource. Um, and basically, uh, there's, there's, um, let me just tell you, he can put together a media list for you. Tell him I sent you. I don't get anything from it, but you will be treated better. And um, let me just say, uh, he puts together license from something uh, that's a bigger service. And bottom line is he creates a media list that's right for you. And um, you could say, I need all the um, health magazines. I need the business publications in XYZ. Um, I want, you know, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And he will orient a media list for you. It's like 300 bucks. It's totally worth it. You don't have to Google it. It's He's a fantastic source. I will tell you between us that I use him every time one of my books come out, I will use him to write a press release and send it out. That's $9.97. Super great. And what I love about it, this is my, uh, what I love about it is, um, I get, I guess I get, I get uh, actual logos from the media themselves. And then I get to put it onto uh, uh, all of my, you know, social media and websites. So if you go to profitofkindness.com for my newest book, um, you'll see what we did is we took all the logos and we put them onto the page and that all came from doing this service. So I love it. It's just one-stop shop and easy and simple. You also have to be persistent because I, I, I do uh, similar work for my clients and I got one on CBS and it took like a year. And then he was a turnaround lawyer. And when they finally needed a turnaround lawyer, here was this independent guy sitting by himself in Philadelphia and he was on the national news for an entire week. So persistency really matters. Yeah. And Mark, thank you. It's just I really I want to underline, underline, underline that. Here's the two words. Write them down. Be persistent and consistent. And here's the thing. This is not a one stop, like one date kind of thing, right? You have to stay in the game, my friends. And I love it when people say to me, oh, but they didn't call me back. Guess what? <laughs> the media is busy. And if you stay consistent and persistent with them, hey, I'm calling you about the information I sent you. Please don't say press release. Yeah. The information I sent you about, boom, fill in the blank. And, you know, it's just, it's so powerful. Listen, I'm going to tell you a, a client of mine, she got in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. She got one sentence in a roundup article, right? Which, which that means they talked about a number of business consultants. Then she went into an interview that a gentleman was having. He said, hey, I Googled you. I saw you in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. She got the gig. She got it. Why? Because he Googled her and he found her in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. It was only one sentence. Media matters and makes a significant difference for each one of you. And it puts you way above anyone else. I promise you that. Another question from the audience. Considering these days people are always on their phones, when would be the best place to make an when would be the best place and I guess time to make announcements? Ah, okay. So, um, so a couple of things. Number one, uh, the announcement strategy, which I'll call it, I just talked, I talked to you about just a little bit earlier, is every 60 days. Listen, I'm big on systems. I'm a systems girl. I think you can have uh, systems for publicity and blueprints for things. So I have a 30-day system and a 60 and a 90-day. The 60-day system is the announcement strategy I gave you. That's your local um, get your announcement into the media locally uh, that I mentioned to you about People Magazine. That works really good. Every 60 days, come up with an announcement, right? And it could be that you launched your company, that you've got a new product coming out, that you've got a, a new hire that you just recently had. It could be many things, my friends. Make it up. Put it out there. That's the piece. And be 
consistent and persistent with that. That's really powerful. So that's one strategy I want you all to adopt quickly, simple, and it's simple and easy and costs nothing. We love that. <laughs> and what advice do you have for businesses that are targeting parents aged 32 to 45 years old? What's the best way to get in front of those folks? Okay, so um, number one, parenting magazines uh, is probably where I'd go first and um, and kind of stay focused there. I mean, that's a, I'm, and I can't quite see the question in the chat, but um, read the question to me again, Mark. I, I, I was just saying they're looking for, uh, they want to know what's the best way to targeting parents age 32 to 45 years old. What advice yeah, I, do you have for that? Thank you. I, I'd probably stay mostly with, you know, I'll call it parenting magazines. And frankly, I'd go after women because women make a lot of decisions and purchasing power. Uh, and I so I'd go after women's magazines, not, you know, targeting again, um, younger categories like first for women or um, not not probably ladies home journal, but maybe family circle, surprisingly enough. Things that would target families, parenting and women is is the three areas I would go. Uh, another question, is there some good centralized place to research more niche-focused news and media sources? Again, we focus on SaaS. How do we get the right media list? Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly really stay with Dan on that. He's he's your guy. He's um, He can get narrow for you. He can get narrow for you. That'll be good. good. Is there... Oh, okay. So, um, great. How do you... Uh, and we've asked the publicity... Whoops, excuse me. Uh, any advice on due diligence of influencers? What about influencers? Ah, influencers. Well, <laughs> influencers are publicity. I mean, I'm just going to tell you. And when you get publicity, guess what you are, my friends? An influencer. I mean, really, when you look at, um, I'll call it the pyramid of and the pinnacle of how you are seen and heard, Influencer and celebrity are right at the top. Just saying. Okay. I just came off a three day mastermind with one of my mentors. Influencers and celebrities are right at the top. So, an influencer writing about you, being with you, connecting to you is just as much great publicity. Um, and, you know, if they put one or two lines about you, you are in, right? You are in. And how powerful is that? So, so I'm go ahead, Mark. Uh, I was going to uh, just clarify things. Uh, Dan's charge is that nine thousand? I mean, nine hundred ninety-seven dollars, or is it nine dollars and ninety-seven cents? Oh, uh, it's well, okay. It's it's three hundred for the media list. And what I said to you is, I've actually done his. I'll call it next level service when I have my books, or if you have something sure. you've got to really push out there, uh, it's nine ninety-seven with guaranteed. I think he guarantees at least 50, but I know I got like 120, which was super great. Uh, actual people to put in the profit of kindness, something about it. And then I got to transfer all the logos to my uh, to my website, as well as all my social media and anywhere else I want to. So that's that service. He'll explain the distinctions. But between. to clarify, it's 997. Thank you. Yes, Mark. 997. And, and, and the email you gave, anybody can write to him, correct? I'm Absolutely. sure he'd appreciate the business. Yeah, just say you heard Jill on a podcast and that's it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, thanks for your insights. And uh, six times a year, I get an email from media I'd never heard of promising a full page editorial section with my piece, uh, with my picture. If I buy reprints for $3,000, is there any value to this? Okay, John, that's exactly what I was referring to before. Um, and that is, that's really uh, that's really an advertorial is what they're asking you to do, to pay 3000 look like it's publicity. You know, honestly, it depends what it is and um, what magazine it is. And I'm not, you know, big on a lot of them, to be honest, because I think you can, remember I talked about you can earn your way in or you can... Um, buy your way in, honestly. And there are lots of opportunities for that. So what I'm going to say to you, and by the way, I'm putting my schedule uh, to, if any of you need to meet with me directly, because the truth about some of these is they're, they're not great to do. It's not, it wouldn't be a great investment for you. And in some cases, very little, small cases, it might be 
an okay investment. Um, and, you know, honestly, I kind of look at that one by one with people. Mostly, mostly I don't love people spending that kind of money on advertising because it's kind of a one-off. If there's a good reason to do it, like in other words, now it gives you um, a portfolio, it gives you something in hand to demonstrate to people, good, maybe it's worth it. I just often think, unless it's very specifically oriented to your target market, and uh, that it's not good to do, typically, typically, with yeah. some exceptions. With some I agree exceptions. with you, because it also says avatorial at the bottom, and, and, and the font's different, and people typically go over it. But I can understand with the client you mentioned where it was successful that for them, because it was an educational piece, I'm assuming, and that's why people called them because they needed that product and that was very helpful. So, yeah, and, you know, education is great. Um, and I'm really big on you do, frankly, everything you can to create publicity, which is free marketing for you. You are these opportunities you're pointing to are really advertising opportunities. Uh, how about due diligence on influencers? Influencers are less professional may uh, have pre-existing relationships with competitors can uh, and can make or break a company. How do you find the good eggs? Yeah, good question, Jason. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Your due diligence is just as important. So, you know, somebody's asking you to do something for them or be, you know, in their, uh, whether they interview you or do a piece about you. I mean, frankly, you know, you've, you've got to do your due diligence too. Do you get a good feeling? Do you like their style? Are they sharp? Are they, are they good people? Are they, you know, do you think they'll present you in the best way? And frankly, you know, you can say no. Um, you can just kind of back away slowly, as I like to say. You don't have to say no. You don't have to make them wrong. You don't have to do anything. You just say, you know, thank you for the opportunity um, right now that doesn't work for me or whatever, right? And, but do your, do your due diligence too. And that's that applies to all the things we've been talking about with uh, the advertorials, with the with the lists, with, you know, you know, frankly, listen, I've been in this business 30 years. You don't stay in this business unless you know, the, you know, the right people and you do things the right way. And and I I've seen people a lot come and go in this in this publicity business, I'll call it, including people who promise you things about books and all kinds of stuff. And I just learned to discern, right? And I think your discernment is going to be key. Um, and and like everything, as, and you know, good news these days, you can easily Google and, and then make a decision. If you want to have a relationship, whether they're an influencer or not, doesn't matter. Sometimes you can have your own influence through publicity in better ways. I think also influencers uh, have lost a lot of their luster uh, because they're willing to go and sell anybody. I mean, as long as you're willing to write that check to them. And so you have to be super careful about the influencers that they are have credibility still in the marketplace. And because we see this all the time, right? I mean, if they have a list of 50,000 or 100,000 or a million people, here's our price point. You tell us which one you want. And the influencer has no idea because they have a team of 10 or 12 people that's vetting these things. And they go, great, we signed another deal and signed another deal. We made our number. So you have to be super careful. Um, is it good advice to connect with the media, I guess the writers directly, or editors via social media? How should you contact them through Twitter and uh, and so forth and LinkedIn? Great. Yeah, great question, Luna. Here's the thing. Um, what what I love to suggest is that you actually connect to, uh, yes, both editors, mostly reporters on social media, whatever your drug of choice is, as I like to call it. Like if you hang out on LinkedIn, then go after those on LinkedIn. If you're on you know, Facebook or Instagram or, or wherever you are, go after the people where your presence is best. Right. Like, you know, just let's let's be focused on where your presence is best so that they can find you pretty darn simply, too, and that they'll see you have good following and good traction. Um, you know, so I think that's that's important. But I would, yes, look for it's part of the strategy that I always teach is is look for reporters is what I'll say. You could say they might be editors. Um, they might you know, they might be different. Uh, they might have different 
titles, I'll call it. But let's say look for reporters on social media. Uh, they do often hang out on Twitter, interestingly enough. And I will promise you, if you're on LinkedIn, absolutely there are reporters on LinkedIn. Find them, uh, start relationships with them. Don't um, don't actually ask you know lots of favors in the in the beginning. Except except here's your exception. If there is a story, let me just tell you, every reporter wants somebody to talk about it. So, you know, if you've got the solution, because in my world, I, I talk about me, media is they need you, the experts who have solutions to problems. So once you identify that solution, my friends, you are the source that they need. So that's why they call them sources. So let me just tell you, do not be shy. Go after, go after media when you know, when you know that you're the solution and you just be forthright about it. Hey, listen, I, I know that there's XXX happening in the world. Well, here's what I've got. Here's the solution. Boom, boom, boom. And they will love you. They will want you. Um, but let's, in the meanwhile, get all of you started on building those relationships. And yeah, your social media is one way to find them. But I'm going to tell you, um, and it might apply to next one of the next questions here, is that um, social media does not take the place of publicity. Okay, should we underline that? Social media does not take the place of publicity. People are still watching TV. And if your TV is your phone or your computer, terrific. But guess what? Forbes and, and Entrepreneur and major uh, business publications, including all the business journals, have both their written and their online columns. Right, Mark? I mean, you, you yeah, know. Yeah, I write an online column for the business exactly. journal nationally. Yeah. Exactly. So how great is that? So here's the thing. People go, oh, my God, has publicity diminished? Actually, publicity has doubled, my friends. What do I mean by that? Your opportunities have doubled. Not only do you have you know, the what we'll call traditional media, but you also have access to all the digital possibilities now, all the online possibilities, all the things that you never had access to before, including making your own publicity, get this, hang on, your own LinkedIn lives, your own Facebook lives, your own, you know, fill in the blank, whatever you use, drug of choice live. Um, you know, you get to do your own live stuff now. How fantastic is that? You know, that you gave them, a, you made, you made a great suggestion to them uh, that people often forget, and that is uh, if you have a lot of followers yourself, that makes a big difference to the writer because the writer wants to get as many clicks on the story as possible. So if you're able to get that story and then when they've written about you and you send that link out on your LinkedIn and other social media and the editor sees more people clicking on that story because you're in that story, they're going to come to you more often uh, to get quotes and so forth. So they need that in order to sell advertising. So you've given them a, a great suggestion that very few people really think about. Another question, when we're reaching out to our specific media audience, can you give us a high-level framework of how to approach them and what to say? Okay, so that's uh, Michael's question. Thank you. So a couple things. Um I am big on, and if you look at guerrilla publicity, we talk about the rule of seven, okay? What do I mean by that? I mean, you gotta figure you're gonna connect to your media resource, I'll call it, at least seven times. And this is where people lose the publicity game because they try it once or twice, they get discouraged, you know, and then they back away. So here's the thing, media's busy, okay? So you're gonna approach them first with, a press release, the exception being if there's a high breaking story, I'll call it, you know, hot breaking story, and you've got the answer. In that case, pick up the freaking phone and talk to them. Just say, oh my gosh, you know, uh, you know, the sky is falling and I have something to support that with. Or, you know, you get the, you get the, you get the, yeah, gist. right. I mean, as long as it connects with the story they're doing, then they can use you as a source and it could end up be, being more. I had once had a client that uh, provided, um, the credit cards for parking meters. And there was uh, a protest about parking meters. And so I connected him with the inquiry. They did a, a page and a half. It was like enormous. He just couldn't get over it. Right place, right time. Well, and a page and a half. And if I may share with you something that how we measure in the world of publicity, Mark, a page and a half of advertising in that particular market probably would have cost over easily over a hundred to 
500,000, depending on the market and yeah, how the inquire it was. Yeah. And it oh was, my God. And it was the Sunday section. So yeah. they have the biggest number of readers. So and I just want you all to know how you measure ROI. Yeah. One of the ways on publicity is that if you had to pay for that much space, like Mark mentioned, his client got so exciting, you know, I'll just call that a $500,000 value because that's probably about what it was. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so you're, as well. Next question. Do you think every publicity has to be digital publicity to matter these days? Like does print even matter anymore? Uh, Mark, or it always have to be digital? Yes, Marshawn, thank you for that. I hope I pronounced your name right. And let me just tell you, everything matters. Everything matters and everything counts. So um, actually, I I really think it's profound and has tremendous imp impact for you to be on TV, radio, to have things in print because, you know, here's the thing, you can always distribute that. You can walk into a client meeting and hand them a reprint from an actual print magazine, even digital, even digital. What I would do is still print it out. There is power in handing someone, uh, a, you know, I've been featured in, you know, the links with all your digital I've been featured in should be attached to your signature. I mean, not every single one of them, but maybe the highest level, right? It needs to be on your website with, of course, links to, uh, you know, where you've been seen and heard. In fact, I want all of you to have a media page on your website and then click here. That's when they can go to wherever you've been seen and heard. But let me just share with you, everything matters. And traditional media, and I've had this discussion with pretty major people in the media industry and everybody agrees it's nothing is going away. Yes, we have less newspapers, fine. But we have more opportunities. That's what I was saying earlier. We have more opportunities to be seen and heard than ever before because we have digital and treat digital as if it were traditional. Meaning you've been featured in Forbes.com, right? One of my clients, he got in CNN, he runs a nonprofit, major nonprofit, CNN.com raised $100,000 for his nonprofit. I mean, isn't that amazing, right? And by the way, can I just, I want to tell this story because it's a yeah, good one. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, so he runs, um, he runs a, a nonprofit agency to help uh, orient and get back foster kids to their uh, family in Central America, right? And there's a lot of them, by the way, who need to be reunited. So obviously, when the whole thing with kids in cages came out, I said to him, you have to talk about this. He said, Jill, all I do, I, I just reunite kids in Central America with their, you know, with their foster kids with their back with their families. I said, yes. But this is the story that's going to get you into the press. And so shaking in his boots and with, frankly, some very specific media coaching from me about how to, what to say and how to bridge it, guess what he got into? CNN.com, The Washington Post, Associated Press, his San Diego Union Tribune, ABC TV in San Diego, where he lives, all kinds of amazing stuff because we found the link and we pushed the right button, as I like to call it to um, be connected to a story that was hot, even though that's not exactly what he did. I want you all to hear that. And because he did that, he raised over $100,000 for his nonprofit. And that was all through traditional publicity. Yeah, the, I think the other things they have to keep in mind is right short and to the point because the media gets so much stuff. And, and write to them about something that's unique, not that you just got this big sale or whatever, because you're not Facebook, nobody cares. So if you're going to write to them, write to them with something that's going to be interesting for the audience. Think about what you'd want to read about uh, when you're doing it. Uh, question, another question uh, here is, it used to be the case that folks placing PR had relationships with a reporter and publicists that they could tap into. Now it seems that we're dealing with folks in the media whom we don't know, does that put us at a disadvantage? And if not, how best to grab their attention at the moment? Yeah, and Barbara, that is that is true. Listen, my PR agency 15 years ago, people paid me $5,000 a month because I had quote unquote relationships. But let me tell you the truth. I didn't have relationships with every media across the country in every you know big 
and small uh, market across the world? No way. I mean, no publicist does. And if they tell you they do, run the other way. Run the other way. But listen, four and five thousand a month is what you pay most publicity experts now. Um, same thing, by the way. It's kind of not gone up. Funny enough, it actually went down and up and up and down. But point is, um, for five thousand a month, we'll call it. You can actually do the things you need to do um, by shortcutting, which is what I'm big on. I like to shortcut people in ways to the media. So here's the thing: catching their attention is about pushing the right button that I was talking about, right? And and finding the right people to connect to. This is why I'm so big on let's go local. Local is important. Let's go, you know, nationwide and international, depending on where you all are. I'm sure you might be anywhere around the world. And some people want to, um, you know, be international, let's say, and then uh, come back into the States. I mean, it depends what you want to accomplish. But I want you all to think about publicity from a um, from a larger perspective to, to know that you aren't at any disadvantage. I mean, the reality is you have more access into media than you've ever had before. Why? Because, well, they have, they know, here's the thing, they know that you are the solution providers. They know that you are the experts that they need to interview. And so the truth is they're also looking for you. Sometimes they're hard to reach. I'll just, you know, that's the truth about it. They do keep a bit of a, almost like an arm, I'll call it an arm guardery, (laughs) an armory around them just a little bit. And that's purposeful. Mark, you can relate to this because everybody's constantly pitching you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so there's a bit of, oh God, here it comes, you know. But the other truth is they also need great people. They need great people and they want you. They promise you. They want you to be able to um, be the expert that they can count on. And I think that that's really important. How do you grab their attention? You grab their attention with an important story that's relevant. And Mark said something really important. I hope you were listening to. And that is it's not about, oh, I just sold whatever. I, you know, closed this client or whatever it is. That's not the news. The question, my friends, and I want you really to to be with this a little bit is what is the news that actually is relevant to who you're pitching? Mark has me on this show because I'm an expert in publicity because I've written books, right? Because he did his research and, and that is a beautiful thing. Here's the thing. Media needs to know that you can provide value and benefit. Those are two key words. You got to give value and benefit all the time. And so remember, you know, as much as, of course, you're promoting something, let's be honest, you're promoting something. I want you to be okay with that. I want you to be clear with what you're promoting, right? And I think that it's fine to be able to promote, but realize it's not the media's job to promote you. Which leads me, Mark, if I may say, that you you still need to be able to promote yourself. I mean, listen, up in the chat, we put, I have, I'm running a publicity challenge. I want to invite you to it, right? I invite you to, to schedule a time with me if that's appropriate for you. Um, I'm inviting you to my kindness circle, right? These are all opportunities to connect uh, and, and, and be connected. So here's what I want to say to you. You need to be clear about what you're offering to people. So have maybe one thing, you know, I mean, we, you know, just a simple one thing. I like free gifts and um, and those are really good, you know, so free gifts are good. And, you know, you have all kinds of ways to reach people. But at when you are in media and listen, I've been featured in, in like major um, Fox News and I will go into Um, I remember when Prophet of Kindness came out, I was on seven Fox News TV interviews in the first 30 days. Let me tell you, when I was being interviewed in that lovely, you know, room, the the thing I would ask the producer is, hey, did you spell my name right? (laughs) Right. I mean, make sure your name's spelled right. And and uh, are you putting it? Usually they'll put it on blue screen. Um, So just make sure of these things, you know, that that your company name spelled correctly, that. Uh, that you know what it is you're actually promoting and and be clear about that. Just saying, it's important. Uh, next question. Have you seen any creative tactics by creators to hit viewing hours for monetization on YouTube? Do you have any thoughts on this? So I guess, you know, who's good on YouTube and how do you monetize YouTube? 
Uh, you know, I wish I could tell you um, uh, a good answer to that. I am not an expert on YouTube. I'm actually about to hire someone myself because, frankly, I've been running these kind of circles. I want it all over YouTube, right? I teach a publicity boot camp. I want it over YouTube. I mean, parts of it. So, um, so my answer is I don't quite have an answer to that. Yeah. Okay. So that's all right. You were direct with her. Um, what are your thoughts on HARO, H-A-R-O, and I get those all the time every day, uh, help, a, help a reporter out. So how valuable is that? Is it useful? Should you reply to them? Is, you know, are you wasting your time because there's a million people replying to? What's your thoughts? Tammy, great question. And I'm a big proponent of HARO. Okay. So here's what I do. I have my, I, you know, I have team. I'm big on team. And by the way, one of my team, one of the things she does is looks for podcasts for me. Okay. That's one of the people on my team. Um, and one of my other team, he reads my hero every day. So I'm in hero for business, for publicity, for marketing. He'll go through all the leads and see what's relevant, what counts. I'm going to suggest to you that one of the gentlemen in my publicity bootcamp recently, he's a financial planner. Now there's all kinds of compliance issues on financial planning. I know that. And I said to him, let's look for using everything you've got. Remember, we talked about that at the beginning yeah. of the show. So guess what? His wife had breast cancer. He didn't know what to do. He's like, I, I didn't know what to do. And, and he struggled with it. He wrote a guy's guide to breast cancer. That's what got him into a Harrow query about breast cancer. He answered it on behalf of dealing with this matter with his wife, who now is doing very well. And Guess who got into Harrow, featured in this, that one blog post upgraded his web hits by 37% and got him 12 prospects, literally that, literally from that one Harrow query, and nine of them became clients. Yahoo, right? Is that good stats? It's great stats. I love Harrow. It's consistent. Um, it is a lot, yes. Keep your eye on it. Just stay focused on answering. Put blinders on and only answer things in your category. Disregard everything else. You know, it's funny you should say it. This morning, my daughter called me and she said, my best friend's a palliative care doctor. And she said on Harrow, uh, the London Times is looking for an expert to talk about palliative care. And so she said, hey, I got to call Uncle Stephen. And she did. And, he, and then she connected him with the reporter. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly, exactly. The thing I want you all to learn from today, I know we're coming to the, toward the top of the hour, but what, the thing I really want you to take home, so to speak, is to really broaden your mind, expand your mind with the possibilities of what publicity could mean for you and how you can get in it so that you're using everything you've got, all parts of who you are, your total story, your ethnicity, your religion, everything about you that you can create and expand the possibilities of publicity to get you seen, get you heard and get you paid, my friends, because that is what it does. So let's do another question from the audience. How often do you think a small business should send a newsletter without being annoying to its prospects? Okay, so that's a newsletter question, but yeah. newsletters are publicity. Yes. You know, I don't know if you're talking on email or like a hard copy. I think everybody's talking email, e-newsletters now. Well, yes, and funny enough, one of my main mentors. That's what she said as well, email. Email? Okay, thank yeah. you. Great. So, because I'll tell you something, one of my main mentors, he's now sending a hard copy. Funny enough that you actually get to touch and feel, because don't you all miss a little bit touch and feel mail? I mean, occasionally, right? So, just saying, you might want to think about that from a marketing perspective, very occasionally sending out a hard copy uh, a hard copy newsletter. But from a, an email perspective, I do it once a month. Um, some people don't think that's enough. Meaning, you know, you have to make your own decision. I want to feel that I am giving people great value. And by the way, my once a month email newsletter has a very short tidbit on a great PR tip. You know, it's like a great PR. And I usually tie it to something fun. Like when I went, you know, to the ocean and saw whalebone, I, I go, I'm going to give you a whale of a publicity tip, right? And I show me with a picture next to the whalebone, just something fun. It was personal. It was fun. It, tie yourself to something, you know, interesting if you can. Show pictures of you doing real things with real people. That's always good. Personally, I'm a once a month, but some people would disagree. 
And I'm not saying I only send out an email once a month, but I only send out my email newsletter once a month. The rest are telling people about my publicity bootcamp or other, other things that I want them to be aware of. Jill, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about, and it's funny, we had 30 questions, we got seven questions in, and it really showed how much the audience wanted to speak to you because they asked all the rest of the questions for the 45 minutes. So I'm thrilled that everybody was so engaged. So thank you for taking the time and thanks to the audience for such great questions. Thank you, everybody. Jill, I hope to see you again. Let's talk about your other book and we'll have to put you on the schedule for that too. Thank you, Mark. I'd love to do that. I appreciate being here. Have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. Thank you, everybody. Bye, Mark. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Best Business Minds. Tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time for our live recordings. Go to www.thebestbusinessminds.com for more information and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter to be kept up to date with our upcoming guests and other bonus material. See you next time.